Don't look under the internet. Okay, I'll test uh, that later. It doesn't matter. Uh, hello. We could record for an hour That's and true. be like, Bah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bear. I'm Bear. Are you Guy Fury right now? All of this is making the final cut. <laughs> Chicken Man. <laughs> we'll take a trip down to Flavor Town. Title of your song. Do you remember that Guy Fury party that I went to? No. I why do. would I remember? Why would I remember a party? Well, it was you on went Facebook. To? There was like uh, 15 people dressed like Guy Fieri. I, I, no, I remember a picture. Uh, was that Jackie's party? Yeah, yeah ja- I do Jackie's remember party. a picture. Was Andrew, Drew there? No. 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 The, oh, no. Drew was, that was the Halloween party, was dressed as a fucking brony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At Joe's. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. No, he, uh, <laughs> there was 15 of us dressed like Guy Fieri. And at one point during the night, I forget what was happening, but somebody was taking pictures. And my brain went like, fuck, I'm really fucked up. I need to try and make myself not look fucked up. And so, like, I knew, I'm like, okay, I have my drunk eyes on, which means they're kind of closed. So I literally look into the camera and open my eyes as wide as humanly possible. So I'm just like... (laughs) And thus a serial killer was born. (laughs) Exactly. um, It was at that moment. Everyone knew you were fucked up. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I got got this for the intro, guys. The hello to... Don't look under the internet. Hello to don't look. Okay. Hello, hello to don't look under the, translator's the internet. Translator's broken. I... Okay. I am, am Ivan. Who are you? I am also Ivan. Oh, Ivan. Nice to meet you, Ivan. I'm Ivan. Who are you? I am. You, you're not going to believe me. I am also Ivan. Oh, no, you poor leg. Try. <laughs> We have try Ivan. You have the try Ivan. Try Ivan. The try The try effect is happening. Who else here is a big fan of Borscht? Borscht. And the Communist Party. Hail my boy Putin! Welcome to um, this fucking show, everybody. It's yeah. Don't look under the internet. It's shit on it. Russia, the podcast. Yeah, you know it. Uh... <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that's Mike. <laughs> I'm Mike. That's Doug. Hi. I'm, I'm Jason. Okay, don't interrupt Doug when I'm introducing Doug. That's I very just said hi. It's you. fine. No one cares. No, Doug. Don't defend him. Jason, who are you? Go ahead. Say hi now. <laughs> I'm Ivan. Oh, hello, Ivan. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> no, I'm Jason. Right. We subbed out Jason today for a large, burly <laughs> Russian man. The um, dude from The Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> There's the a bear. Waldo shirt. <laughs> yeah. We have a bear in the studio right yeah. now. <laughs> we do. Um, Why are we talking in a Russian accent, boys? Well, okay. Can I just draw attention to the fact that us introducing ourselves reminded me? Guess what we didn't do for Bedrock Part 3. <laughs> An introduction. Introduce ourselves. We said welcome to Don't Look Under the Internet, and we're just like, let's just fucking go. Let's well, go. In Can defense, I, just, I was I was, was fucking toasty. drunk. Yeah, I was we were toasty. all. I apologize to everyone who had to listen to my inebriated ass 
Oh, no, no, no. I don't want you to apologize because <laughs> you two broke up the droll monotony that was my... <laughs> Nine years! Like, Nine years! Literally. <laughs> I, I need a fucking counter for how many times I said that. Don't worry, Zach will be on that. I'm sure. Yeah. Shout out to Zach Platt again Thanks, Zach. because you tally everything. <laughs> and I need other... Not to derail. We're not even derail. We haven't gotten to the fucking topic yet, but... Uh, uh, someone else, please help Zach keep track of how many times I say, uh, and, um, because he needs help, people. He can't do it by himself. He's a, a, a he's one man. No, if you'll and remember. I'm a psychopath. This is, um, a lot. If you're, if you'll remember, Mike kind of moved the goalpost on us. After I, sa- again, didn't move the goalpost. <laughs> I just need one more person so I know Zach's not lying. And I trust Zach. He seems like a good boy. But I also don't know him. So, Zach, if you're lying and those numbers are incorrect, I'm on to you. We can go with my numbers. I'm on to you, Mike. My mouth is right I against the your mic. Numbers. My, my my mouth is against the mic, and I want you to put your ear against the speaker for, for total total connection here. Penetration. Just, I'm on to you. I'm <laughs> you didn't on see it, you. but he just licked the mic. He literally is trying to get as close to his mic. He might be putting the whole thing in his mouth right now. Yeah, well, it's all part of the job, right, boys. <laughs> He's used um, to it. So, <laughs> but again, thank you for keeping tally of that, Zach. That's really awesome of you. Someone, someone, if someone else wants to keep tally of that, that'd be super cool. Um, what are we talking about today, boys? We haven't gotten on that. Why were we rushing for a second? That was weird. It wasn't a stroke. It probably has something to do with the episode. What is the episode? Uh, you know, we're talking about a little thing called the Dietlov Pass. Dietlov Pass. Dietlov. Comrade. Diet. Dietlov. I just want to give a... Um... Am I changing the fucking intro music to the Communist <laughs> National Anthem? <laughs> Please do. You should start it playing huh. and then just like... <laughs> fucking a month, yeah. from, a month from now, Jason's going to be like, we got like a huge uptick in Russian views. We have a sponsorship weird. and orders? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have a sponsor from Putinos? Vladimir Putin's own breakfast? <laughs> Putinos? Putinos? <laughs> Sounds like a shit cereal. <laughs> Um, Putin knows. Yeah, we're, we're covering the, the, uh, go ahead, Mike. Dilatov pass. I can't even pronounce it. So heads up to everybody. I'm going to give this heads up to everybody. No, you stop. (laughs) You stop. I I saw the anger in this man. I I am going to butcher these names. I'm going to butcher all this and I'm so sorry. We are going to sit here right now and we are going to, you are going to keep saying this word until you get it right. Dietlov. Nope. Dietlov. Very close. Well, if that's if you say it with the Dietlov. Dietlov? Dietlov. 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 Oh, no, you're saying it wrong. Nikolaj. Nikolaj. No, yeah, you got it. Okay, cool. Well, tell us a little bit about the Dietlov Pass. Dietlov Pass is, it's a very old mystery. It's pretty well known, which is funny because I knew fucking nothing about this before I actually started researching it. I've heard the name tossed around. I know last podcast does... Um, one of their episodes on it, which I, we all fucking love those guys. The fact that I haven't listened to it is a travesty, and I'm sorry. But shame. Um, this shame. this goes all the way back to 1959. Good year, very good year. Great wine, real yeah. solid year. Yeah, things were coming out. The uh, microwave, <laughs> Tootsie Rolls, probably. Tootsie Rolls, probably. <laughs> People were doing things and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna keep guessing when Tootsie Rolls came out. You'll be right one, eventually. Yeah, one of these days, I'll be right. Uh, but no, so back in 1959, there was a uh, a group 
um i don't even know what they call like hikers campers they, hikers they look like travelers ski hikers hike, yeah it was like skikers. a skikers it was like a ski skikers. <laughs> such an ugly word that sounds like a racial slur it really <laughs> kind of did as soon as it left my mouth i was like i hope i'm not offending anyone i don't i don't i don't know if we should use that but so these skikers <laughs> dropped the hard s on skikers Staking. Um, oh never mind no, so this group got formed. Um, it was a skiing expedition that was supposed to go across the northern Urals, which is a mountain range in Russia. For those who don't know, who those are, for those that are not caught up on their Russian geography, <laughs> um, it's a it's a mountain range. Um, if and you're listening to this podcast, you should know all about Russian geography at this point. You should catch up, people. Come on. Yeah, we do seem to touch on like the same things. Like there's fucking Portland, Oregon, Russia, bunch. Russia. We're very we're creatures of habit. Yes. Yeah, we keep coming back to our our safety nets, which is apparently Oregon and Russia. We're gonna make <laughs> our way back to. Oh my god, I forgot where it was. The KFC place. Oh, Corbin, Kentucky. We're gonna make our way back to Corbin, we, Kentucky. We haven't talked shit about Corbin, we Kentucky in a while. We haven't shat on them in a while. You're right. Fuck you, Corbin, Kentucky. <laughs> right, there's the... Yeah, get dumb fucked. fat bastards. I'm kidding. I love you all. We've met our quota Your for good. <laughs> Corbin, Kentucky shitting for the episode. <laughs> so no, this... So 1959. Uh, a group of ski hikers, or as Doug has lovingly referred to them as skikers... They started an expedition across the northern Urals, and that is by... Okay, I'm going to apologize right now for how badly I butcher all of these Russian names. I already names. made the disclaimer that we're going to destroy these names, oh, so but you're okay. I, I would like to double down on that, because <laughs> it's not good. I think it, how you pronounce it is Sverd... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got it. Sverdlovsk. Sverdlovsk Oblast. The closest any of us uh, are going to yes. get. In the Soviet Union. Now, it's a town. It's no longer called that. I have what it's called somewhere down the line. It's like a 15-syllable word. So Can Russia just name their shit, like, this is Mountain <laughs> A, and just call it a day? Why do you have to... What did you, what did you just call it again? Sverdlovsk Oblast. Why? <laughs> just, that's Mountain A. It's fucking Cyrillic, If you man. look over Their mouths there. just can do those things better I than guess. ours. Yeah. They're used to the... The other letters that they have. <laughs> well, you know when you're like <laughs> VSK is just all over their. You language. know when you're cold and you're like shivering, you're like, uh, and your teeth are chattering. Maybe they use that momentum to just make their language. That's a, you know you might be onto something there. Any of our Russian listeners, get back to me on that. Dulipod at gmail.com. Were your ancestors just cold? And that's why you sound like you do. <laughs> Email <Yes>. us, please. <laughs> um, what is the sun? I don't know. So, fucking getting back on topic. <laughs> this. uh... This was an expedition um, mainly to give this entire group of people a, a certain certification. Now, there's a couple of levels of certification in Russia uh, specific to hikers. There's one, two, and three. All of these hikers that went on this expedition were level two. When they came back from this expedition, they would all be granted level three, which is the highest possible. So you can, like, you can tour anywhere, anything, cool. make money doing it. Like, it's, it's, it's hard you to do. You can become a Sherpa? You can become a Russian Sherpa. Russian Mountain Sherpa. This group set out in 1959, right? This is just a little bit of background for everything. This whole thing, as you'll find out later, uh, has been, <laughs> I don't want to say tried, but researched over and over and over again because no one knows what the fuck actually happened. Actually, I have a very good idea on what happened at the end here. Same. Um, so I will go over that at the end, but I do think I found out what happened to them. 
Cool. Thanks for interrupting. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, fuck off now. I'm not going to tell you about these things, but I'm going to just throw it in there that I just think gonna, I know. I need people to know I'm better than all of you. I'm just going to bring this podcast to a grinding halt okay, real then, quick. Then go, Jason. <laughs> then just go. So, after the fact, there have been many instances of researchers, of trials, of... It, People trying to figure out what the fuck happened. Uh, one of these people, um, he was a prosecutor uh, named Tempelov. He documents uh, that there were certain documents found in the tent of the expedition that suggest that it was named for the 21st Congress of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union and was possibly dispatched by the local Komsomol organization. Now, I know all of you Wait, probably know what Komsomol means. They found... Like papers with them, like a journal. Yeah. Or, oh, okay. Like different like documents in their tent. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, basically tying them to this like. Think I hate to make this reference, but think Hitler's youth, but for Soviet <laughs> Russia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Vladimir's youth. It's it's literally a youth organization. Who was the Who was the very bad Russian man back in the day? Stalin. 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 Stalin's youth. There we go. There you go. Yeah. Stalin's youth. Um, but yeah, no, it's a youth organization within the Soviet Union that's very big on, you know, nationalism and, you know, the party. And they th they found these documents that tie them to this. So they kind of think that this is where they came from, which, I mean, to me, it makes sense because everybody in the party that left for this expedition was under 30 years of age, with the exception of one person. And we'll get into him a little bit later, because that's a fun one. Um, no, it's not. But... So everyone knows, uh, it's called the Dietlov Pass Incident. It's named after one of the expedition members. He's named, the leader, I think. Yeah, the leader of it, named Igor Dietlov. And he's a 23-year-old radio engineering student at the Ural Polytechnical Institute. He led this whole expedition, and he assembled a group of nine others for the trip, most of whom were fellow students and peers at the university. Each member of the group, which consisted of eight men and two women, was an experienced grade two hiker with ski tour experience and would be receiving grade three certification upon their return. At the time, this was the highest level of certification, kind of like what I was saying before. As of now, there's different levels you can, you know, ramp up to. Yeah, yeah like four. Like four. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no more. I can only count to four, so please, God, no more. That's where they stopped. They were like, we can't either. So in order to reach that level three certification, um, just to give you an insight as to what that might entail for anyone else that might want to be getting a certification from the Soviet Union that grants them level three skiking access, I guess. Skiker. <laughs> I'm a level three skiker. Sounds like my you got a Warcraft fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so level three, you have to beat up a Yeti, right? Exactly. <laughs> they nice. just have one caged that they let let you go crazy on. <laughs> <laughs> but so basically what you have to do is traverse 300 kilometers or 190 miles damn that's mm. not a, a short distance it's no. fucking tough to get this but that's kind of what they had to do and this is the expedition that would grant them that um but that wasn't the actual like the goal of it like yes that was an added bonus but the actual goal of them doing this was to reach a uh a mountain named otorton i also have the cyrillic here in my notes and i I don't. Just now. <laughs> what? I don't even try it. Um, but yeah, this mountain's about 10 kilometers north of the site where this incident actually occurred. 
So for the Americans listening, it's about 6.2 miles, 10 kilometers. Um, Thank you. No one knows what a kilometer is here. 1,000 meters. And, you know, in reference to miles, how... Well, uh, a meter is three feet. I'm so I'm so proud of him. So you can... Isn't a, a mile is like, what, 1,500 feet? No. Isn't oh, it like 1. Point four, isn't a kilometer like 1.4 miles or something, or like roughly... It's like, it's almost... It's... Yeah, it's like 1.4, 1.8. Yeah, in somewhere that range. around that. Yeah, I used to deal with that shit in fucking Canada. Oh, of, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, you have to use metric for that shit. Yeah, These really. cars go kilometers per hour. I don't. That's not Canadian at all. I don't know well, what that is. That was Swedish. Was. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing about Canada is that all of their dealerships that I work on, I, they're just selling mooses. <laughs> Do you have to buy syrup. registration for that? Uh, no. <laughs> Completely. Oh, shit. You could be like four years old and ride a moose. Okay, I know this is the start of a tangent, but <laughs> <laughs> I need to share this. Um, I found out not too long ago that one of the natural predators of the moose the whale. is the orca whale, yeah. or the killer yeah. whale, yeah. which when I first fucking heard that, I'm like, okay, wh- who goes to who? <laughs> who's, who's coming into whose environment here? <laughs> is the is the whale coming into the forest? Or well, when the mooses, the, the, the moose, moose, the mooses, the they moose. they migrate north, or no, they migrate south for the winter. For the winter, uh, they moose have to swim. Moose don't know. Moose don't somewhere. Mi- moose don't migrate. No, they they actually migrate east. Because they don't, they're dinguses. No, all they do is they go to these deep water areas for food. They go down to get the seaweed and stuff, yes. and that's when they get eaten. But that's where I found that out. I didn't know m- mooses could fucking dive 30 feet underwater. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're basically submarines. Can you Im- <laughs> Okay, can you imagine going scuba diving? And you're just fucking... And all of a sudden, a moose comes out of nowhere, scares the shit out of you, and then a killer whale swims by you and eats the fucking moose? Wow, what a trip. Damn. <laughs> I'd be. I would literally walk to shore, throw my scuba gear away, like, <laughs> never again. I've seen it all. I'm done. <laughs> Gonna retire. Um, but no. Speaking of what I was just fucking talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so they made this this expedition to uh, Otorton, Mount Otorton. Let's just call it that. Horton here's a who. Horton here's no Torton. Um. So they started on this journey um, in February, and it was estimated as a Category 3, the most difficult uh, type of hike to undertake. It's like a black diamond almost, like a ski hill? Yeah, absolutely. But like if you were not going downhill, if you're just kind of walking with your skis, which... Sounds super fun. Someone explained that to me like I'm five later because I don't get it, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, so So like I said, it was... Um, Igor Dietlov, and it was eight or uh, nine other people. The eleventh person was added kind of last minute, uh, and he was listed as Semyon Zolotaryov, who was previously certified to go with another expedition of similar difficulty. Um, if anyone cares, it was the Sogren expedition. I don't. We know. We know all <laughs> about that, right? Um. Yep. So he was kind of like a last minute add-in to the whole thing. Now, I know it doesn't seem weird now, but after you hear the rest of this, it's going to seem a little weird why somebody was added last minute for this. The Dietlov group left Sverdlovsk City. Today, it's again, it's called Yekaterinburg. 
on the same day they received their route book. Now, your route book is basically like all the information you need to complete this hike successfully. And I don't know, if I was staring down the face of a hundred and fucking 90 mile hike, I might read over the book, take a nap, go to bed, wake up in the morning feeling refreshed, and then feeling try like, to do this. They li- like P. Diddy. <laughs> they literally received their information. We're like, all right, let's fucking go. Let's do this. <laughs> let's fucking go. I no was fear, born boys. for this. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's about all I got for kind of background. That's After that, they kind of head out. Yeah, um, the expedition itself is pretty like straightforward. Um, so the the group of travelers or skikers, whatever you'd like me to call them from here <laughs> on just, out, they're just skikers. <laughs> uh, I'd be skiking. They they made a few stops before uh, heading out uh, on their hike. They they first took a train to Ivdel, and then they took a truck to Vizhai. This is just on the way to get to where they're going. We're not, not making super these pertinent. names up. No, but <laughs> it sounds like we took them directly from a J.R.R. Tolkien book. I <laughs> yeah, promise right. these are real Russian names. Ah, yes. The Great Trek to Vizhai. Yeah, right. I, and I'm like, like they said, I'm probably butchering these names. But uh, basically, when they got to Vizhai, um, they purchased food and supplies to basically last them on their expedition. And they bought the one ring somehow. <laughs> they, they did, actually. <laughs> it was at a merchant shop. <laughs> Um, but then on January 27th of 1959, they started their travel towards, uh, Gora O'Torton. Gora O'Torton. Is that Randy Orton's brother? Horton, here's a Gora O'Torton. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a mixture of Goro from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I was thinking that. And I, I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they start their way towards, uh, Gora O'Torton and, uh, the following day, Yuri Yudin, uh, one of the, you know, expedition people, uh, he actually suffered from health issues um, prior to all of this, and he was having a bunch of knee pains, and uh, I would say if you're going on a, you know, 190-some-odd-mile hike uh, and you have knee pains, you'd probably get the fuck out of there. So he decides to up and leave. He just dips. Oh, I do the same. Luckiest man ever. Seriously. So there are diaries and cameras that were found that document the whole first part of their expedition. That's how we know where they went, how they got there, etc. Um, and then on January 31st, the group makes it to a highland area. And they begin to cache a surplus of food and equipment that would be used for their return home. The, the highland area that they came up upon, uh, they had planned to hike over and actually set up a place for them to sleep. Uh, but because of the snowstorms and the worsening weather outside, um, they actually end up losing their positions and found themselves um, towards the top of Colet Siakle. Sure, Siakle. <laughs> no one knows how to pronounce these. I don't care. I- I'm sorry. So um, they, yeah, they get to this Colet Siakle place, uh, which actually roughly translates into Dead Mountain. Hmm. You should always go to Dead Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Because. <laughs> You'll be fine. Nothing screams, don't hike me, like a mountain called (laughs) Dead Mountain. I'm just saying. And the funniest part is, uh, so this is where everything is actually going to end up taking place, but they literally could have just, like, moved, I think it was, like, a few miles away to a place that had, like, a way, like, way more shelter and, like, just, you know. But there's no adventure from the worsening weather well doug wants to be boring and safe and i don't know i don't like dying (laughs) well that's where that's why you'll never become a level four (laughs) (laughs) 
you gotta fight a yeti die yeah come back to life level four skyker <laughs> go through a fucking russian sleep experiment <laughs> oh, um, god but yeah this is where this is kind of where our story kind of takes place this is where the start of all the bullshit kind of starts to come into play and um you know what a better place to do it than on dead mountain mm-hmm. that's kind of the conclusion that we have of knowing what went down after that really i mean oh then like hiking up the mountain yeah like we we know that's where they stayed and then the next thing we find out yeah is we that so uh, we'll get into it later but like we do kind of find out now that um uh igor told the yuri that stay behind he's like we'll send you a telegram after like 16 days or so that we're on our way back and uh igor is like hey it may take a couple days to get to you because you know weather but yuri never received a telegram from igor uh so you assume they're fine right oh yeah absolutely that or they are d e d dead dead yeah they they all fucking they were killed with murder (laughs) they were murdered by death yeah crazy yeah all these all of them fucking died all of them they're all horrifically dead dead. yeah they're all fucking dead and so I was just t- I was just telling these two that like I know that they died, but I don't really like I'm not really privy to no one details is. about honestly it. no one really is there's there's so much mystery in this that we're gonna get into it, where it's kind of left up to interpretation on how the fuck did these people all nine of them die well and well that's kind of where the investigation that takes place like immediately after kind of gives us a lot more of the the knowledge we have on the what's and the why's yeah so obviously because uh the yuri that stayed behind because of his knee he never received a telegram he let the fucking police know what's going on and that led to an investigation yeah so i know that led to actually multiple investigations over the between you know 1959 and 2021 yeah um <laughs> uh, and i know that i know there's like a, a museum like that shows all the like the facts that we know versus all that other stuff that being said uh that's what kind of makes the investigation pretty wild yeah there's a lot of unknowns there's a lot of quote-unquote super hard air quoting knowns but oh yeah it's all it's kind of all up to speculation well at why this the point. fuck do you think we're so interested in this i don't know it's because there's so many unknowns because this topic sucks and we hate it that's yep. what we're talking about <laughs> yeah we only talk about topics we hate <laughs> everything is dumb and you guys are dumb for listening to us don't worry i still love you <laughs> i'll always love you 33 percent of us loves you <laughs> All right, so let's get into the investigation, shall we? Woo! <laughs> yes, yes we that's the excitement that I need. <laughs> let's do it, baby. Woo! Investigate my ass, man. All I can think of is that fucking fish from SpongeBob now, where he's like, Woo! <laughs> Anyways, so uh, the immediate legal investigation that took place was right after the first five bodies were found. Um, two were found like semi near the campsite, and then three were found like uh, you know a few like hundred feet away. Um, they were all pronounced dead due to hypothermia, even though one of the hikers had a small crack in his skull. Uh, once the four other bodies were found, which were found in a like running stream, yeah, they were found. By, they had like a makeshift den, yeah, like built into the snow. What? 
Oh, like shelter. Yeah, Got they it. made like their own version of. I thought you were saying they went feral and yeah. now they... <laughs> well, they have a coyote's den full of Russians. <laughs> well, it's really, really bizarre because like there's a, there's so many like different intricacies that like kind of don't make sense but do make sense. Like I think the first bodies were found like buried under 13 feet of snow or something like that, and like it's really it's really weird just the way that all the bodies end up like coming to light. But um, the fact that they had the dedication to dig through 13 feet of snow. Well, when it's survival. Oh, you're talking about the police and everything? To yeah. go find them. Like, yeah. if I were a part of that search and rescue team, well, unfortunately, I'd go, like, five feet be like, well, nope. unfortunately, it took a little bit longer than, like, one day to find some of these. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, so, uh, the, the four other bodies that were found uh, in May of that year. So, okay. like, what did I say? It was, like, fucking January when this happened. Yeah. So this is quite a while afterwards. Yeah, they had so. to wait for, I'm pretty sure they had to wait for, like, the snow to melt for some of them, if yeah, I'm not I mean, mistaken. They found four of them in a running stream, so you, obviously there's not much does, snow going on. Does snow melt in Russia? I don't know. I think it's just permasnow. I think it's just, Well, like, that's melting now, so who the fuck knows? <laughs> Solidified <laughs> Elmer's glue. <laughs> and, like, I think that's just what snow is in Russia. <laughs> Sticky? <laughs> yeah. Made of horse knuckle? Yeah. <laughs> God's upstairs just melting horses and saying, fuck you, Russia. (laughs) Here's a little bit of Ed the horse. Oh, God, what are you doing? Putting him in a fucking smelter's pot. (laughs) Making glue. I don't know if one horse is enough for all of Russia. No, it's like all the horses. (laughs) Every horse ever. Also, why is Elmer's Glue's mascot a cow if it's made of horse? Because they don't want people to think Why about that. Why is it a cow if it's made of horse? All right, everybody, I need you to stop what you're doing right now and go find a reason for this. Go find Mr. Elmer himself and kick his ass for me. <laughs> like, your fucking stupid-ass logo has the wrong animal on it. Yeah. Things that we don't know we need to research prior at, to the episode. It has at least two too many horns on this horse. It's funny that you say that because I always, whenever I'm prepping for an episode, I start thinking like, okay, what could we possibly tangent to? <laughs> and I'm always, always surprised. Gargamel yeah. needs. <laughs> See, that one I'm not so much surprised about. Not anymore, at least. Do you think Gargamel took out the knuckles from the okay, Smurf Okay, here we go. <laughs> so, back to what I was talking about. Uh they found four bodies in a running stream, which is probably now the twelfth time I've said I'm sorry, this. You can't, we can't go forward. <laughs> they are dying of laughter right now. <laughs> oh fuck! All right, <laughs> I think I'm okay. You guys ready? You guys yeah. good? Deep breaths. <laughs> <I> think so. <laughs> Breathe in. That was a hiccup. That's the wrong, the <gasps> wrong breathing. <gasps> Did you know that your belly button's your old mouth? Stop! We have to go on with the show. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack just a smidge. So these four bodies were found in May. Hit Shut your real. fucking mouth. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> yes, Pod Dad. He's fathering. I am right Pod Father. I am the Pod Father. <laughs> I will literally leave a fucking. Did you just call him the Pod Father? The Pod Father. <laughs> I like it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna leave a fucking mannequin head in your bed. <laughs> oh god, he is like the dad of. He keeps us on track. He lets us know when we're being assholes. I do I what like I can. It. I do what I can. Doug the Podfather. It's a me, baby, bobby, boobity. Perfect. Yeah, um, I know. I know Italian. It's fine. All right, so I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. 
Um, these four bodies that we were talking about that were found in the stream was in May. Um, once they found these bodies, the ruling of hypothermia started to change the story up a bit. So one had major skull damage, and two others had you know major chest fractures. These wounds were said to be caused by something that was the force of what you could compare to like a, a car accident, basically. Okay. Um, which is kind of weird. Um, and the weirdest part of this was that there was no external markings that could be associated with the injuries. What? Like bruising? Yeah, pretty much. So, okay, just, if I'm clear with this, let's say one of them had like a rib fracture, right? But there was no mark on like the outside to indicate it? Well, the thing that I keep thinking about is, keep in mind, they were in the snow for, for a, while. a couple months, so they were probably completely black at this point, like from frostbite. Oh, I, I, oh yeah, I guess. So but, it's hard to tell. But I have to assume that if you're, you know, uh, a doctor of sorts and you're doing, like, an autopsy on someone, you might be able to, like, tell these things yes. from oh, seeing the body. You can... Um, Anyone who has blunt trauma to any part of their body, it's very fucking apparent because not only does it damage like the top layer of skin where you get the bruising and the mm-hmm. blood pooling, it damages most of the layers all the way through to the bone. We're going to have some fun with uh, that in a little bit, too. Well, mm-hmm. one of the things they said is that it was almost like they were uh, like they they got like subject to extreme pressure. Oh, like extreme pressures. Like if they had, you know, taken a dive in the Mariana Trench. Sure. You name it. Like, I don't know. Mozzarella sticks go right in that marinara. I love me some mozzarella sticks. Let's start a petition to rename the Mariana Trench to the Mozzarella Stick Trench. The Marinara Trench. The The Marinara Marinara Trench. Every sub that goes down there has to be legally called the Mozzarella Stick. (laughs) You have to leave one offering of one cheese stick. (laughs) To Cthulhu. To Cthulhu. (laughs) Praise be unto him. Um, Praise be. The bodies that were found in the stream um, initially had soft tissue damage, which I guess makes sense because of the running water. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not a doctor. Fuck off. Um, so one was missing uh, an <laughs> eye. Uh, actually, a couple were missing an eye, but one was missing an eye. One was missing their like most of their tongue. Someone was missing their eyebrows. Um, mm-hmm. And then someone was like missing their eyes and their lips, like parts of their lips. So um, <laughs> I wish I didn't know this, but... The tongue, the eyes, the cheeks, and the lips are the four most succulent food groups mm-hmm. parts of the human. <laughs> it's the to highest eat. parts on the food chain. Mm. And human tastes so like, like salted animals. Pork. Yes, yeah. Animals probably came across these bodies and said, "Like those fuckers still have lips. They look." My- <laughs> <laughs> I was some succulent. Literally just watching lips. something about this that animals go for the fatty parts of the body. Yeah. And uh I forget what they it was. They also go for the testicles. That's that's what it was. it was. Fucking I think it was the last podcast that I was listening to and they were talking about this dude who had like a bunch of animals and uh he basically found out his wife was cheating on him long story short he let all the animals out that he had he had like a bunch of wolves bears oh, lions and shit fuck. and like they found him just like crotch completely gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like oh god they ate him crotch succulent first. testicles mm. oh but but anyways human caviar mm-hmm. um <laughs> yes yes you're, you're referring right. to my balls as Caviar. Yes. You want some of this caviar, girl? Yeah, somebody's eating well tonight. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, damn it, guys. Continue. I'm sorry. 
Um, so yeah, most of the bodies were partially dressed as well, which is kind of weird because, I mean, for the weather, like, why would they not be? Which actually can does have a small explanation, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the hikers were even wrapped in small pieces of other hikers' clothes. So the ones found in the stream were actually wearing clothes from the other dead hikers, mm-hmm. which is kind of bizarre as well. So wait. It seems like they came across the other dead hikers first and stole their clothing. Stole their clothes. But they were only wrapped up very, very small I have a bit more detail on, you know, who's doing all this as well that we'll get to. I kind of want to know more about the why, though. Like, Oh, it's called negative 30 degree. But didn't they have, like, shelter? Well, we're going to get to that, aren't we? We will. We will get to some of these things as well. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, So, yeah, like I said, some of the hikers were wearing the other hikers' clothes. Um... But the official report sums up this as the most accepted of the information. Six of the group members died of hypothermia and three of fatal injuries. There was no indications of other people nearby apart from the nine travelers. The victims had died six to eight hours after their last meal, which, okay. No, I get that. Um, Traces from the camp showed that all group members left the campsite of their own accord, on foot. So there was no, like... Foul play kind of is what they're getting at. To dispel the theory of an attack by the indigenous indigenous Mansi people, um, they stated that the fatal injuries of the three bodies could not have been caused by human beings because the force of the blows had been too strong and no soft tissue had been damaged. Just Just the bones? Like, fractured bones, but no soft tissue damage, which is really bizarre. That's fucking weird. Like, um, if I hit you with a hammer right now... Like oh, I'd, yeah. I'd probably bruise. shatter part of your shoulder. Mm-hmm. You'd have a bruise, though. Yeah, These absolutely. people just had shattered shoulders just, without bruises. That's why they talk about the pressure thing, because they like. Oh, it seems like it's they like were they're just, like... They're, like, popping. Yeah. And their bones are the first ones to be like, all right, we can't hold. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Okay. Um, and then release documents contain no information about the condition of the skier's uh, internal organs at all. That was just left out of, what, like, all the official reports. Um, and there were no survivors. So once the final ruling had been put out in the public, they claimed that the deaths were due to a compelling natural force. That's what they called this. A compelling natural force, which is weird to me. Like, they're just like, eh, some shit happened, it's fine. And because of this, there was no one to find as guilty of the deaths. The case was closed and sent to a secret archive in 1959. Then, in 1997, so a fuck holy lo- shit fuckload of time <laughs> later the next day <laughs> um some of the some of the film from one of the hikers cameras was found to be kept in an archive from one of the personal investigators that you know did one of the original investigations mm-hmm. this was released to the diet love foundation i love your little the little russian little toy ad, yeah. you've got the fucking russian diet accent love. down <laughs> Uh, I try. I really do. Because I'm like, diet lav. And he's like, diet love. <laughs> diet diet love. love. My favorite soda. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so that, that, that footage was uh, released to that foundation. And then fast forward a little bit later into 2009, um, some of the diaries that were uh, found were actually included in Russia's public domain, uh, which is kind of cool because then they, yeah. a lot more people got to kind of get a peek at what was going on. Even though they probably weren't like, this fucking I mean, thing is attacking us. It took um, them fucking long enough, though. Yeah, right? Like, fuck. I don't know how long it takes for, like, archived documents to go to a public domain. It's but like 50 years. Oh, I mean, that, that about tracks, then. Sense. Um, 
Like but, the JFK files are just now starting to become. Open I need to, you know, I need to start t- like being on the lookout for things that are about to hit like public domain, <laughs> right? So we can just fucking steal them. Let's do it. Fuck it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have any shame. Public domain. I'm stealing that shit. <laughs> um. But yeah. So that hit the the, the public domain, and then uh, fast forward even more. We jumped to April of 2018, and the body of Zola Tarev was exhumed. Uh, one of the the hikers um and of course a bunch of contradictory evidence starts coming out which um kind of seemed to rule away from a quote-unquote natural force um but more of what looked like you know like we said being hit by a fucking car right um which is really crazy because of you know none of the it's looking a bit more supernatural than natural right and that's where it's getting fucking spicy mm-hmm. um but uh, in 2019, um, Russian authorities reopened the files and began to kind of investigate a little bit more on the matter. It was then ruled that there were only three possible explanations. And this is from a government standpoint, not a us standpoint. So take it with a fucking grain of salt. They said it could have been a hurricane. Nope. A avalanche. Or a slab avalanche, which, if you want to know what a slab avalanche is, it's just, like, a really condensed amount of snow going down, like, a mountain pass, just, like, a really small area of, like... And it's slower, because it's, yeah. like, a huge chunk of snow. Mm-hmm. Think of, like, an ice shelf yeah. on, in, like, the Antarctic, like, exactly. a glacier moving. Similar. But less icy, more snowy, fluffy, white, fun. Yeah. And so, basically, they totally ruled out the possibility of it being a crime. And that was, like, the, as far as I know, the up-to-date investigative Mm -hmm. rulings that have come out. Um, But really quick, before I continue, I want to go over a few of the unusual things that they found out during the investigation. because they're definitely there. Now, I won't go into any, like, theories yet or anything like that, but I will just say these are just bits and pieces that were talked about. So I'm going to kind of spitfire some facts that I thought were a little out of place um, that you guys can just kind of, you know, ferment on in your mind. Um, So some of the things that they found while doing the investigation were clothing found on the last four bodies had radiation on them, as well as there was immediate radiation in the area. Okay. Maybe someone turned into the Hulk. Probably. I think Russia is just radioactive. I mean, Chernobyl. Mm. I mean, Russia's huge. I, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. so <laughs> the tent that they were sleeping in was actually ripped open from the inside, not from the outside in. See, that answers my fucking, one of my questions. Like, why did they run away? Oh, well, They for sure there. needed to get out of where they were. Yeah, they were definitely we in that. a rush. Plus, most tents have, like, a way to get out, right? Yeah, Without like a Without using a knife, you know? Yeah. So that's that's interesting. Um, Yuri, the one who actually left early in the expedition, mm-hmm. um, actually had to come and identify bodies as well as like some uh, stuff from the campsite. He actually said that he did not recognize a lot of random things that they found at the campsite. Um, he said they almost looked um, military in origin, perchance. Uh, so that's kind of you know. Do you think sneaky. that has anything to do with the fucking the documents? Uh, relating to the uh, Soviet Union youth group, hard quote. <laughs> oh, Stalin's youth? Yeah, Stalin's youth. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, I mean, it, the that's like one of the 
worst parts about this whole thing is that we may actually never really know what happened, but we'll get there. So the lead investigator, Ivanov, wrote about bright flying lights being seen in the sky for like weeks prior to this expedition. Um, not to mention, you know, the week that they were on the expedition. Like people were reporting these bright ass lights in the sky. Hmm. No one has a good explanation for them, at least documented that is. Um, and then most recently, oh, actually, I do, I do want to mention this Ivanov guy. Mm-hmm. He was actually the one that was ordered from the Russian government to close the case early. So not only was he writing oh. about the flying lights in the sky, but he was the guy that originally closed the case on this whole thing. Because he was told to. Because he was told to. Not because it was solved. Not Nope. Just because he was told to. It sounds like, you know, most c- cops in America. Like, oh, 24 hours have gone by. Let's just close this shit down. No, no, no. They have a show called The First 48. 48. Right. But after that, they <laughs> give up. donkey. Okay, 48 hours. <laughs> oh, we didn't solve like, it? Ah, cold Bam. case. Well, that was fucking Monday. It's Wednesday now. Come on, let's go. <laughs> That's old shit. This after, new shit. After they ended up closing this, they barred the public from being in the area for three years after the events. So they let no one in the area for three years after this. Yeah, perfectly normal. Super normal. You know, some hikers die. Close the whole fucking country down. Three years. Let's go. Jesus. Yeah, so that that whole area the the And this was like a this is just a regular ass there's mountains, there's some small towns. Like it's not Yeah, and I mean if there's a military base or something, right? I I mean I guess we wouldn't know, but yeah, I mean, the public wouldn't know for sure, but, I mean, think about it. You have a group of hikers perish on a mountain pass. What normally happens? They exhume the bodies, they take them away, they do the stuff, life continues That's on. That's it. Now we have the, you know, what's now named the Dietlov Pass closed off for three years after. Hmm. Like, what fucking sense does that make? I, I don't, hmm. that does not sit right with me by any means one of life's many mysteries my hube is tingling my where does my bend where does the missing sock <laughs> from the dryer go it goes to the dietlov pass well that's <laughs> what gargamel uses to lure the smurfs in it, with their knuckles right <laughs> doug is crying into his computer right now um no but yeah that that's a this is some freaky fucking shit well there's one last thing that i want to mention and that um so when they reopened the case, a lot of investigators that started working on the new like the newly like reopened case version of this said that there was so much evidence missing from the original files that they basically barred it as we will never truly know what happened here. Hmm. You know, if I were a friend or a loved one of one of the people a part of this expedition, that's exactly what I'd want to hear. Like we have no fucking idea. None. none. We're not <laughs> going to know either, so fuck right off. <laughs> Just say your goodbyes and continue Deal. on. Yeah. Yep. Jesus. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I, I have for the investigation as far as that goes, and it... It doesn't this, seem like a lot. It doesn't. It really doesn't, but it spawns so many amazing... Amazingly amazing conspiracies around mm-hmm. this whole thing. The, well, the main, the main reason there's so many conspiracies is... Because of the initial search party that went out and found all these bodies, um, the details in the bodies is what spawned a lot of the freaky 
theories and whatnot. Um, so what was found? Like what was- so, yeah, so we got, like, a nice overview of what happened, um, and, like, the initial, like, broad story. Um, but if you look a little bit more into the details of the, the, the search party from uh, when um, Yuri never heard from Igor, he called the police and they sent a search party out to find and, and look for survivors. Obviously didn't find any. But um, what they found was kind of interesting. Um, like Doug touched on, they found um, their tent was ripped open from the inside. Why was it like that? Where were they running from? You right. have to know, or you, have, you gotta ask yourself. So, um, can I? If I were to cut my tent open, there are two reasons I'd do that. One is if something is trying to get in from the other side, something. I say that liberally because if it's a person, I don't fucking care. Like, I've been camping, I know how that works. But to. Cut your own tent open. I imagine and run out into the freezing fucking cold. I imagine it was probably quicker. Like we we you made the reference before that. Why did they just use a zipper or something? Right. I imagine these are like extreme like temperature tents. I doubt they're just held together by a zipper. It's probably a lot more. I'm not a professional in camping, but if it's meant to withstand cold, it probably takes a little bit more than a zipper. Well, see, I get that, but. Well, I don't understand why you couldn't use that. Like, why didn't you have time to use the zipper? We might figure out why. And and there's some theories on why that might be. We we might. We might. Stay tuned. (laughs) There's some theories on why they might have cut it open. Um, But they they did find, uh, obviously, they cut through the tent. Um, A lot of the hikers were barely dressed, and it was negative 30 degrees out there. Um, You can find, as Doug mentioned before, the footsteps from all nine uh, hikers were found, or what skikers as we call them yes skikers. please um they were found in a single file like they're goddamn sand people who are trying to hide their numbers <laughs> so sand people sounds worse than skikers you're right. just saying <laughs> All right. star wars did it first <laughs> hey may the fourth be with you guys that's oh, we're yeah. recording this yeah. Yeah, we are recording on the 4th, so please may the 4th be with all of yep. you but hopefully you all have a happy revenge of the 5th yeah and and revenge of the 6th and, and then 7th and 8th and uh star wars uh the seventh awakens i don't fucking know <laughs> um but they found uh the 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 footprints in a single file line but while they're combing the area they also found um a tree where all the branches were kind of torn off the bottom of it which kind of led animal. to no led to them thinking that one of the hikers tried to climb up the tree like oh. it was escaping from something frantically yeah like... yeah it's all like the bark is all scratched up and everything and hmm. the branches are broken off it and there was a fire they, they found, like, firewood that was made right underneath that tree. Okay, you're um, throwing a lot of things at me right now. Like, someone tried to rapidly get up a tree. There was a fire. So there was some animals. There was a fire at the base of the tree. It's assumed that they were getting up on top of the tree to try to get a better look at their surroundings, see if they can okay. find anything. That's the assumption, because why would if there's a fire already made, obviously you had your time to make the fire. You wouldn't be, if something was chasing you, you wouldn't have had the time to make the fire. You know, That's fair. So the assumption is they made the fire, got warm, they climbed up to get a better look around. Okay. That's fair. So I still want to know why that they climber, had to do that in the first place. <laughs> so, yeah. So There's that climber, the climber that they found by, they, they found two climbers, I believe, by that tree. Um, the first body that was found was Yuri Doroshenko. And again, nice I'm job in the pronunciation. so sorry if I butchered these. No, no, these. no. That was fucking... Um, but 
well, that's the easy one. The, the next one, I don't, uh-huh. I'm going to butcher that guy. <laughs> um, but he was the first body found. He had burns on his head and foot, and he had gray fluid coming out of his mouth. Okay. He was weird. also covered in scrapes and bruises from head to toe. Now, it's suggested also that these injuries are, were self-inflicted. And his cause of death was labeled hypothermia. Yep. Now, the gray fluid, you're probably like, that's not normal. Yeah, what is that? Apparently, and I'm spinal s- fluid. I believe so because the way the reason that happened is from a uh, a strong force to the Blunt chest cavity, force strong force to the chest cavity, rupturing your fucking dura matter, getting yes. not dura matter. So they theorize they theorize that he fell out of the tree, and that is what caused the blunt force trauma to his chest. Uh huh. Okay. The second body that was found um, next to Doroshenko's is, and I'm sorry again. Yuri Krivoneschenko. <laughs> Krivones, Krivoneschenko. Ivan, and again, got it. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> the, he was found by uh, Doroshenko with heavy bruising, burns on his body as well, and a chunk of his own knuckle lodged in his mouth. What? A chunk of his own knuckle lodged in his mouth. Was he trying to Which make his own glue? They- <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we did it. We did it full, full circle. circle. Well, yep. they they're, again they're theorizing that this was done. He did this to himself to help him stay conscious and stay awake. Um, oh yeah, that's because what I he's do, going like, during well, an exam or to, well, to it, stay awake. I just keep eat in mind my fingers. Keep in mind they're in negative thirty degree weather. If you fall asleep, you're probably oh, not you're waking dead. up. Yeah. yeah. So he's probably doing this to give himself pain to keep himself up. At least that's what they're thinking. I need to stay um, awake. Let me bite my moose knuckle off. I know a few people who know a thing or two about staying awake. The weird thing as well, the bodies were shown to have been moved after death. So someone found their bodies. Perhaps it was the others, and because we were mentioned that the others had their clothing. Yeah. Maybe the others yeah, stumbled yeah. upon them, and they took their clothing from them and put their bodies in a more respectable manner. Who's to say? Or just took the clothes. Or just took the clothes. I mean, that's what I would do. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Doug. The third body, that's, you know, it's fine. I would expect you to do that. If my, the only thing I would ask is like, if you're going to take my pants, just don't have my grundle just out and about. Please just close the legs back up. (laughs) I'll cut it off first. That works. Thank you. (laughs) The the third body. Use my peen as a a fucking effigy. (laughs) (laughs) I will make sure if I strip you guys because you're dead from hypothermia or whatever, that I will (laughs) cut off Mike's grundle and Doug's peen and display them in a, I don't know, ritualistic fashion. You're such a generous man. I, you know, I love my friends. (laughs) We appreciate that. (laughs) The third body that was found was none other than our boy, Igor Dilatov. Igor. Dilatov. And he had abrasions on his knuckles, cuts and bruises on his face, and he was missing an incisor. That poor, poor bastard. What's an incisor, Mike? His tooth. <laughs> that poor son of a bitch. He'll never live a, another normal life. No. But you dead. get first claim to his teeth. Though. I do. That's I already nice. own them. Oh, shit. All yeah. right. That was um, quick. The coroner stated that uh, these injuries were similar to that of a person who was in a fist fight. So they're thinking he was scrapping with someone. <laughs> I swear he was fighting either a moose or a fucking yeti. Yeah. Or oh, a whale, apparently. Oh, also, guess you'll never guess how I'm sorry I skipped over this. You'll never guess how Yuri Krivonischenko's uh uh Krivonischenko. It's hard to pronounce, I'm sorry, but you'll never guess uh what their cause of death was. 
Is it was it hypothermia? It was hypothermia. Yeah, I don't I don't that doesn't sound right. After thinking that Igor got into a fist fight, guess what his cause of death also was? Was it Whales. Hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> Hypebomics rhyme chamber. Yes, thank you. Lion tamer. <laughs> you get one more. Bitch, you did that on purpose. <laughs> uh, it was hypothermia. Shocker. Are all of these deaths just hypothermia? Not all. Yes, most of them are. <laughs> the, fourth, the fourth body that was found was uh, Zeneda Komogorova. And again, I'm sorry. I'm you're doing, dude, you're doing great. I'm, I'm Considering the these, country like, we're from. I'm pronouncing these kind of how they're spelled, because that's the best I'm going to get besides trying to butcher them with a shitty Russian accent or something. I but, think at this point they get it. Yeah. Ko- I, have a prop- I have a proposition. You know sure. that, that deal you made with the shots? I'm not making another one like that. No, no, no. I'm saying replace it. Instead of the shots, you learn Cyrillic. Yeah, I'd rather take the shots. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, but um, Kolmogorova Ko- uh, was found better dressed than the others, but had abrasions on her body and a long bruise on her body, similar to being beaten with a baton. So it was all up her body. It's bears from the circus. They stole the like either the trapeze or that fucking well, the, the baton that the showmaster used. Was it because they found like military stuff? Was it a military baton? Mm. They did. They did say they found mm, a bunch yeah. of military stuff. Mm. Guess what? Her cause of death was for five hundred, Alex. What would it be? Cholesterol. No, it was baton. <laughs> <laughs> I just mentioned the baton. Death by baton. I should. I could have guessed that. It but. was hypothermia. Hypopermia. Seeing a fucking pattern here. Mm-hmm. Well, one real quick. I want to mention the investigative stuff that I talked about mm-hmm. is all stuff that the government put out. Like this wasn't like any offbeat dude was just writing up. These are official statements. It. These were official statements. This okay. is why you didn't hear about any of the bruising. The the scrapes, the like mm-hmm. any of this shit in what I was talking about. They were about. trying to hide this okay. shit. Just Which to kind of weird. keep things. Why would kind you of... hide it? You'll see. Okay. So one week goes by and Rustum Slobodin uh was found face down, covered in snow with internal bleeding in his temples and a fractured skull. So he ain't doing too good. No. Uh, no. Whatever caused these injuries, the professionals have said he survived them for over an hour before death. So he kind of lived through all that shit. Can you imagine just a Yeti coming up and just <laughs> straight <laughs> punching you in the head like this? Just, just And you live. <laughs> and you're like, well, that wasn't great. Guess, uh, Guess I'll keep living. <laughs> well, for about an hour. Guess I'll die. <laughs> I'm over this now. Yeah. And then drum roll please. Guess what his uh guess what his cause of death was? Hypothermia. Oh, I was gonna say he drowned. Yeah, he's sandwiching his face. Diabetes. <laughs> Close. He drowned um, in diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> months went by, just like Doug said before. Months went by until a member of the uh was it Mansi tribe? Muncie, Mansi, Mansi, M A N S I, something. Until a member of the Mansi tribe found a den uh, in the snow with all the other bodies. The remaining, I believe, four were in there. Um, it looks like they tried to like dig a little, like 
underground, like, igloo-esque thing. Okay. Uh, to survive Some kind in. of shelter against yeah, the fucking elements. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lyudmila Dubinina, uh, she was found draped over a ledge, her lips were missing, ten ribs were broken, and her eyes and tongue were gone. Blood found in her stomach showed that she was alive when that happened, too. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, she was alive when all that shit happened. Cause of Jesus death? Fuck. Guess what it was? <laughs> hypothermia. I'm kidding. It was hemorrhaging. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, it was not hypothermia this one time. One of the few that were... It was yeah. hemorrhaging of the heart. So, she was one That's of the only ones. a bad place to hemorrhage from. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, the place that works all that. <laughs> yeah. Simeon, Simeon Zolotaryov, uh, he was better dressed than all the others. Um, wait, wait, why did you have to include that? He was looking fucking dapper. Well, because it's theorized... I'll, I'll get to it in just a second, Well, the actually. rest of these people look like jackasses now. <laughs> oh, like he's dapper, like he's going to an interview? Yeah, he's dressed way better. <laughs> he died on a like, tux. A full, like His clothing costs four suit. times as much as the rest <laughs> of the fucking expedition combined. Even with all those clothes. Uh, he still had three broken ribs, missing eyebrow tissue to where his uh, skull on his eyebrow was showing, and he had a deep-ass gash in the back of his head. A deep-ass ass? He was also missing his eyes. And yes, a deep-ass ass. Thank you. Guess his cause of death. Hypothermia! Come oh, man. <laughs> Take it away, Johnny! <laughs> uh, medical professionals also stated that the campers' chest wounds that they all had could not have been caused by another human. I know Doug said that, but I just wanted to reinstate that as well. Um, they were similar to a car crash, like Doug said, but the bodies had no bruising where any of the damage was. So what the fuck? Yeah. And then here's a name I can pronounce. Alexander uh, <laughs> Kolvatov. Uh, but it, it's Alexander, which I can pronounce, but he spells it A-L-E-K-S-A-N-D-E-R. And I'm like, you couldn't just give me one. No. But he was found in the dead. Uh, uh, sorry, he was found in the den as well, but he also had burn marks. He was missing both eyebrows as well, and his neck was deformed, much like it was snapped. So that's These fucked up. These guys got fucked up, is what yep. you're saying. What's his cause of death? Hypothermia. Yeah. This man has a snapped neck. <laughs> the cold got him, that's Broken for sure. neck, yeah, that was the cold. Yep. Oh, for sure. Sometimes it's just... Yep, and then we have the last one, Nikolai Brignoli. Nikolaj. It's Nikolaj. 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 He had bruising on his lips <laughs> and his face, and he was, uh, he, which bled internally. Um, he had a shattered skull, yet no damage to the soft tissue. His death was blamed on a powerful force from a non-human. The last four had taken clothes from the other bodies to stay warm, at least it's theorized. And on some of the clothes, like Doug said, there was radiation. Uh, and the radiation was even found all around the Dietlov Pass itself. That's fucking weird to No me. explanation has real, been given how. Real, real quick. I have an idea. Yes, just, Doug. Just real quick. Go ahead. You, you have the stage. Non-human. Yeah. Yes. What? There's <laughs> only one like non-human The SCP there. episode where I'm like, any other entities aside from humans. So let's get into that, shall we? Yeah, please. Because okay. how do you fucking just say that and... Well, if you uh, didn't interrupt me, I would have said so. Well, then it's, interrupt us back. I don't... Is that a, okay? Yeah, well, I'm doing that now. So that helps us. The whole non-human thing helps us get into some of the theories that are going on. The most popular ones um, I have listed here. I'm not going to go over some of the fucking stupid ones. Um, but for example, one of the older theories was the Mansi tribe killed the hikers. Um, what were they? The Mansi. 
No, the what was the name of the, the, th- the people they co- they killed? Oh, the Skikers. Thank You're you. right. Thank you. Um, Get it right. The Skikers were on Death Mountain, which was home to the Mansi people, and there was even a sacrificial structure found near the campsite. That's just. Uh, but Death Mountain is the home to people. Yes, but here's the thing. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not their home; it's their territory. Oh, they My own mistake. it. <laughs> yeah, they own it. Um, but the. This has kind of been ruled out. The Mansi people have been, they, they've already, like, gone in public saying, like, we don't do human sacrifices. That's some fucked up shit. Um, and the sacrificial structure that they found was more than likely um, for a moose that they killed, and they just used its meat and everything. Um, and that's pretty much confirmed because on that structure, you even find moose antlers uh, um, inside the structure. That's what people who do sacrifices would yeah, say. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're trying to get you off the trail. No, we wouldn't um, do this shit. But that that was kind of um, that theory was kind of thrown out way back in like the seventies, and it was kind of just it's been disputed forever now. But that's still one of the more common ones. Another is obviously the avalanche theory. Um, the area isn't really known to have avalanches, but it's still possible because they're on the base of a mountain. Um, the only problem with this theory is that the injuries that showed no tissue damage, if you're being hit by like a rock or something hard, you're going to get bruises. Yeah. You're not going to just have the damage with no, no, no vision or no no proof of it. Um, there's skis. Also the, the search party found all the Skyker's skis. Uh, yeah, so it's, happy. it's just it's a just casual thing coming. Yeah, they yeah, found yeah. all their skis still standing up in the snow where they left them. If an avalanche came through, would that not have torn the skis down? Yeah, which doesn't make sense too, because they found some of the bodies buried so deep, mm-hmm. thirteen fucking feet. The deepness I can understand from an avalanche that would have buried them. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, but the fucking physical camp is just like, yeah. Eh, also, there here. was there's no records or signs of an avalanche in the area that night. Also, that doesn't explain the fucking radiation. Yeah, in that's the, area. the part that gets me. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other one, which is the funnest one, but probably the less true one, is the fucking Yeti. Yes. <laughs> um, the campers did on some of the, on one of the uh, cameras they found there was a picture of a figure in the distance of a forest, and it does look like a large, like darker figure. You can't make Ooh. out what it is. People think that it's a Yeti, and they're in Yeti territory. The only problem is. There's no Yeti tracks. Some, if it's a Bigfoot, you would think you'd find tracks. Or it has wings. It, or it has wings, like a Jersey Devil. Moth Yeti. Yeah, but that doesn't, again, <laughs> yeah. if Yeti's coming through killing it, that doesn't, dis- that doesn't explain the tissue damage without bruises or anything. Right. That also, again, doesn't explain the radiation. Unless right. Yetis exclude radiation. We don't know. We don't know anything about fucking Yetis. Um, but Hopefully we will soon. Maybe in another episode. Maybe. Uh, another one is Aliens. Oh, obviously. This this one, I feel, holds up the most. Especially because, like, so one thing that I, I did, um, honestly, accidental research on this was all of the accounts kind of um, state that they saw these orbs, these glowing yeah, orbs. Yeah, so there was, on one of the cameras that they picked up, um, the, the camera was heavily water damaged because it was found buried in snow, so take these pictures with a grain of salt you can find all these pictures online too of the yeti and all the the lights and everything it could have been damaged from the camera uh from water so who knows if these are actual lights or anything um but on the camera there are multiple pictures of what looks like lights in the sky um the mansi uh uh uh, the mansi people even reported to the police that they saw lights in the sky that night as well Mm -hmm. um so that's adding to the theory 
Um, that would also explain the radiation because UFOs are known to give off radiation and leave radiation in the area that they land on. Well, it's because of their en- the, the, engine the engines. The engines. Well, yeah, we'll go into that. Mm-hmm. So there, that so. is that's, <laughs> in my opinion, one of the top like three theories that stand up the most. Um, another theory is paradoxal undressing. Where that is, is actually a fucking real thing. It is yeah. essentially paradoxical undressing is when you're getting hypothermia, your body freaks the fuck out, and instead of thinking you're cold, thinks you're burning hot. So you start stripping. You start stripping because Ooh-hoo. you're going crazy. You think you're burning up when Mo- in reality you're dying. Honestly, most victims of hypothermia, at least when it pertains to like being outdoors and in the elements, not so much in like a controlled environment, is hypothermia. You almost always find the victims in like their underwear or naked yep. or something like that. Now, one of the only problems here with the paradoxical undressing is if all these people were going crazy and they're thinking they're burning up, why did they build that fire that we found? And why were the clothing found on like other people? Like, yeah, why exactly. did they paradoxically undress here and then other people be like, oh, I'm freezing. I'm mm-hmm. going to take that. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is some person was going crazy. That's why they cut out of the. The shelter, the crazy person cut out of the shelter, they ran out like butt-ass naked, and the other people were just like, shit, we need to do what we can to survive. This motherfucker's crazy. Um, And that same theory of, like, maybe a couple of them went crazy and the other stayed sane, that's why those four dug a den while the other ones were fucking climbing trees and and half-naked in a river. Um, That theory also goes into something called the Carmen Vortex Street, which essentially when wind at a certain velocity hits... Um, something of a certain shape. It creates a, uh, uh, oh, a pressure point. I get. Yeah, it creates like a a, a sound wave that we can't hear. It's like yeah. infrasound, and it, when it hits you, it causes you to freak the fuck out. It causes anxiety. It causes uh, uh panic. Um, it's like the so brown that note would explain your mind. Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> that would explain. You just don't shit yourself. You're right. That would explain like some of them going crazy, and again, why they might have cut out of their tent. But again, that doesn't explain the radiation. And you're going to tell me that all nine of these people experience the exact same anxiety-ridden issue? You know what I mean? It just why would all nine people have the coincidence this is way exactly. too much. The exactly. Maybe the they last, were trying to have a big old orgy, and then someone was like, it just I got didn't crabs, go well. and then like everyone started just to freak out. <laughs> <laughs> the last theory that I'll go over that I like a lot is the uh, Soviet government cover-up. Mm-hmm. Um, the government did bury the report for like three years or so before letting it out to the public, um, and they were very shady on the details. Um, maybe the Soviets were testing weapons in the area, um, or maybe they were covering up the Yeti or alien attacks. Um, one member of the search party, um, and I believe it was the Yuri that stayed back, he even mentioned that he found military boot tracks in the area, and it was confirmed that there were rockets te- uh, rocket testing near the campsite. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like miles upon miles away, but it was in the general region. You can't rule it out. But that would, how, uh, again, that one lady had the bruisings that were similar to being beaten with a baton. If they found military tracks, military people probably are carrying batons around. Probably, especially in the 50s, yeah. 60s, almost um, 60s. I do have theories on the radiation and what let's, I think uh, happened, but let's kind of... Yeah, so before we kind of dive into what we all think, um, there is some, obviously there's, with any mysterious, weird event like this, there's always going to be some fallout. There's always going to be, you know, somebody looking deeper, somebody trying to, like, get the story out. 
And that absolutely happened. Um, albeit it wasn't as much as I thought it was going to be. Because we see, th- like, take, what, 9-11, for example. Mm-hmm. We get the explanation, and then most of us went, go fuck yourself, that doesn't make sense. And then there have been, like, hundreds of theories after that. With this, I mean, this was a huge event in, you know, the 50s and 60s. Even all the way through to, like, the 90s, this was still being talked about pretty heavily. Um, And one of the things that came from this is a book by someone by the name of Anatoly Gershon. And he summarized all of his research in his book called The Price of State Secrets is Nine Lives. Like a cat. Kind of, yes, but for well, government. The cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> God Little boy blue. We're going to get copyright struck because I'm too good. <laughs> Spot on. Um, nice cock. <laughs> nice cock. <laughs> like Shadow the Hedgehog once said. Nice, nice cock. Nice dick. Nice cock. Um, Gas control. <laughs> so some Sorry. researchers actually criticized his work for its concentration on the speculative theory of a Soviet secret weapon system but its publication led to a public discussion and stimulated interest um for those who are interested in the paranormal basically his book like yes it wasn't the most based in fact (laughs) it was kind of out there yeah it was fiction but yes but (laughs) it, it uh it started the discussion among people they started talking about this incident in more of a like paranormal light not so much as like there's a a logical explanation here and that's kind of the important thing about that book from what i've read the book itself (laughs) it's not good it's in russian i don't understand it i've i read a few excerpts from uh, translated excerpts obviously but it seems like it might go over my fucking head but the parts that did matter kind of resonated with a bunch of people um in russia ukraine like europe a lot eventually over to the u.s because we have a whole bunch of people talking about this a lot Um, of russians here a lot of the people who remained silent for 30 years actually surfaced and started reporting new facts in like the 80s and 90s um about the accident one of them was the former uh was a former police officer lev ivanov who led the official uh inquest in 1959 in Okay, 31 years later, he published an article that included his admission the investigation team had no rational explanation for the incident. He also stated that after his team reported that they had seen flying spheres, he then received direct orders from a high-ranking regional official to just fucking dismiss this whole claim. No... Like, there's no question about it. No, as soon as they heard about it, they go, yeah, stop asking about it. You're done. And yep. that was the, oh, that was the, that was the explanation so that was much, given to him. So much cover up. So much fucking cover up. So now, again, in 2000, a regional television company produced a documentary film called The Mystery of Diet Love Pass. And this actually grew into, like, it spawned a whole bunch of, um, Based on a true story, documentaries. Mm, I hate those. This, it's not, it's not factual, which pisses me off. They take like the story is yeah, real, but then they just fuck with they it. They fucking dramatize the shit out of it, and like, they call it a documentary. It's, it's, it's like, um, what is it? The Leatherface movies are 
based on true events, but they're, they are, they're just but over, over fabrication. There was no different man who wore faces. That, yeah, Not different state. It was no fucking, what was it? Was it Ed Gein? That it's based uh, off of? No, it well, was they some... take pieces from. Uh, it's well, like yes, but they pull. Yeah, that's they what I mean. A lot of stuff. Based on a true story, it's based. They slightly fabricated on Ed a story Gein based off of things. like six true stories. Yeah, pretty sure it was a guy in Wisconsin that used the hammer. The hammer, like, is what it's mainly taken from. But besides the point. Um. So other than these documentaries that spawn, uh, there was a book that came out that includes like these huge, broad quotations for the whole case. Which sucks because this isn't something you should be broad about. You should be fucking pretty fucking specific yeah, when I you're need dealing with no- on this son. Yeah, there's no, there's not a whole lot of facts here, so I think you should focus on those to try and like bring out the truth. From That's everything. quite literally what everyone wants. I'm tired of hearing the story. I want to hear the details. Right. I want to know what happened. I know what's going on. I want to know the hard truth. And books spawn that basically just. You know, reaffirmed the myths that are around this whole situation. And there's just not a whole lot of, like, facts when it comes to this. Because how would there be? 1959, out in the middle of fucking nowhere. No no cell phones. In Soviet no, Russia. There's no contact. The only way to contact was the telegram that was going to be sent, what, 16 days after they left? Yep. Say, like, expect this at this time. And that never even came through. Never came through. And you just, you can't, you can't base these documentaries off of shit like that you can't call it a documentary if it's based mostly in myth at least in my opinion yeah it's just fucking hugely misleading although i really wouldn't mind seeing like a blockbuster movie made about this like with either like a yeti tie-in or a alien tie-in like i'd be super oh hell yeah absolutely i'd like the thing yeah like Uh, oh yeah that'd be amazing just fucking sequel into this john carpenter do your work yeah please 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 Uh... please i fucking love them i need to watch that again soon um, but anyway, moving on. The uh the last thing that spawned from this whole incident was something called the Dietlov Foundation. It was founded in 1999 in uh Yekaterinburg, which is the new name for um a place. Yeah, it was uh fuck, what was the name of the original fucking place? Uh Svedrolsk Oblast. Yep. That yeah, one that we that, tried that to pronounce. Word. Yeah, it they changed the name. You probably could have said anything there and we would have been like, yep. Sergeberfurder. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you because I don't know. <laughs> In 1999, it is now called uh, Yekaterinburg. Um, so this the Diet uh, the Dietlov Foundation was formed in 1999 with the help of the Ural State Technical University, led by Yuri Kuntsevich. The foundation's stated aim is to continue the investigation of the case and to maintain the Dietlov Museum to preserve the memory of the dead skikers, not hikers. <laughs> there you go. You got it. <laughs> um, on July 1st, 2016, a memorial, memorial plaque was inaugurated in uh, Solokomansk. What? That's <laughs> it. Yep. Solokomansk. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it, it is. In Ural, in the Ural's Perm region, and it was dedicated to uh, Yuri Udin, the sole survivor of the expedition group, and he died in 2013. So many words you just said. Uh, there's uh, <laughs> a lot of Russian. <laughs> I know. But there's just, there's not a whole lot of <coughs> aftermath that kind of, <laughs> that carried through for this. And... I don't know. For something that has so much mystery surrounding it, I kind of figured there'd be a little more. But 
that's Russia that's for you, baby. What, that's, yeah. I, that, you got to come up with your own conclusion, I guess, at this point. Well, speaking of. Yeah, what do you got? What do you boys think happened? Doug, let's start with you, because I'm looking right at you right now. So, the rational me definitely feels like this was, like, some government shit that happened. I, from the things they found, from the hard evidence that people have come forward with, I, I get a very strong government cover-up happening here because you know one way or another the government ordered it to be closed they ordered this and that they found so many things that kind of just like line up with the whole like government testing of weapons and or just being in the area kind of thing yeah so when you say government involvement and everything what specific do you think it's like government weapons do you think they're covering up for like aliens or something what do you what what it could be both actually and that was actually something i was just about to get into is that sorry the the you know the conspiracy me wants it to be alien so bad like that's my at favorite the end of the day it does make thing. the most fucking sense <laughs> like i think they could have either covered up weapons testing or they could have be covering up ufos that may have fucked with these high skikers thank um, you thank thanks you for correcting yourself so like i don't know the possibilities are really really honestly limitless as far as what we can say is fact or fiction but um yeah i guess you know like i said rational me says government testing of uh weapons but the you know the excited conspiracy theorist of myself wants to say it was aliens jason oh i'm waiting to the end <laughs> i'm waiting till the end too well it looks like we'll be waiting well because i have an exp- i can go i well, have we're like at a, the well, end so well i mean i have a, like a real world explanation for Same. radiation and everything oh see so I, I would like the other i would like okay. you to go because of that okay. i think that one might blow your guys' lids off a little bit all right well so while i was doing research i found a, uh, a few articles actually that came out um i think it was january 28th of like this year saying there might be an actual scientific explanation for what happened. And what was it? What was the avalanche called? It was uh, the sh- shelf avalanche? Slab avalanche. Slab avalanche. They ran some simulations now that we've gotten, you know, into the That was in mine age. too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is very, very possible that that's exactly what caused yep. this. It, was, it would explain... Um, it would explain the fucking broken bones, the with pressure. No actual, yeah, the pressure, mm-hmm. the pressure breaks. It would explain the best part. Everything. It, the best part is Doug. You might like this. We can thank Frozen the movie. Yep. For <laughs> the there's there's a guy who worked for the uh, like the Russian like um, environmental uh, uh, department or whatever, and he watched Frozen. He's like, wow, that's some really good snow animation. We could probably use that in a simulation. Yep. He got in touch with Pixar. They yep. made the simulation that Jim, uh, that Jason's talking about. Why did I call you Jim? I'm not Jim. <laughs> made, the, made the simulation Jimson? that Jason's talking about. Yeah. And yeah. That's they yeah. used the Pixar fucking Frozen animation. That like... was that was my that was my theory too. I was about to. I agree with you fully. Oh yeah, yeah. and it like it makes sense. But the only thing it doesn't fucking explain is the radiation. That's where I come into play. That like that bit, avalanches are fine and all, and that explains every other symptom. But the trace radiation found on their clothing, on their bodies, like that doesn't explain that. So, it, th- remember how I said this is gonna blow your guys' minds? Yeah, it's probably not. There's a very basic uh, uh, reason why there's radiation are all around. Are you blue balling us right now? I am blue balling you. All um, of first and foremost, Russia is just radiated. Pretty much. No, <laughs> well, everything I, is irradiated. I feel but... pretty confident because. That I, I saw that too, where it was 
the uh, the snow simulations and everything kind of prove that it was an avalanche. Obviously, they can't for say it for official because they they you'll never know. They can't just be like, "Yep, confirmed this avalanche happened." You know, sixty some odd years ago. Yeah, but um, the lanterns that they were all using during the pass were thorium. God damn! Well, there it is. Thorium is a radioactive it's, material. It, yeah, it's radioactive as fuck. Which would explain the trace amounts of radio radiation on a lot of the clothing and in the surrounding area. Because anywhere you have that that thorium torch is going to have small amounts of radiation in the air and on things around it. Well, that's fucking need, lame. It is need, lame. I'm sorry, but <laughs> to give you a, a pop culture reference, remember in Dark Knight when Batman irradiated certain bills? Yeah. Same shit, thorium. but with people in clothing. Yep. It's, it's yep, just yep, fucking yep. yeah. It's radiation. And marking. actually, the um, Japanese government's using uh, thorium radiation for uh, a lot of the radioactive water that's left over from their uh, Fukushima, their Fukushima meltdown, and everything. Oh shit! Um, so they're trying to introduce that water back into nature by uh, using thorium for some reason. I don't remember how, but yeah. But yeah, it's just thorium. Uh, so it does seem like, unfortunately, the avalanche, the real world par- world aspect of it is. What's going on, which would explain why they ripped out of their tent, too. Yep. If they heard an avalanche coming, I'm going to peel the fuck out of my tent. Oh, yeah. Um, I would like to shout out to my references here real quick. Wikipedia. Um, Wikipedia for yeah. one. <laughs> um, that was a big Wik- one. <laughs> Wikipedia is always going to be a a reference, but there's oh. um, Wikipedia, there's the last pod, guys. They go into it really good. I believe it's like yeah. episode 153. Some, yeah, 150-something. Um, but they go into it really well. I also used uh, Nick Crowley. On YouTube, yes, that was a really yep. good one. Yeah, his a little half-hour video fucking did yep. this whole thing justice. And then there is a, a woman called Ask a Mortician, um, and that's ha- actually how I found the Frozen Pixar uh, 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 snow theory? simulation theory, uh, mm, which yeah, is yeah. what sparked my interest. And yeah. she actually uh, went into the thorium thing as well. So, uh, big props to her and her channel. Go look it up. It's really awesome. Hell yeah. Um, I want to shout out my buddy Jake for being the guy who told me about this topic in the first place for my my own research. Um, he was the one that introduced me into the topic, and then I watched a video or two of it, and here we are. Yeah, see, I didn't until you guys brought it up. I've I'd heard the fucking name. I've never. I've been really wanting to do this one it. for a while. I just there's so many other topics. I'm glad you kind of brought it up, Doug, because this is kind of on my like bottom of the barrel things because it's such like a go-to one for me like if i'm out of ideas it's diet to love pass go well i mean usually um, the fucking go-to ones are gonna be the best ones yeah true and honestly i think this was a we had a fucking fantastic very job fun. with this. yeah um it was thorough as fuck too. yeah we like also a better downer party <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's we literally just we took this age fucking old mystery we dissected it we took all the theories looked at what could possibly have been happening the best part is though once again we're gonna be one of the first mediums to kind of give the full story because like i said this uh, there are a few others for sure more so on the hundred (laughs) but they're more so on like the like the article medium like written word not so much you know video audio if i'm wrong i'll cut all of this (laughs) (laughs) I, I, i 
sorry, going back to the, um, like, our thoughts and everything. Again, the, the avalanche sounds like the real thing that happened, but the conspiracy theorist in me thinks it's a combination of the Soviet government cover-up and the aliens. It was actually aliens that did all this, because the radiation and everything. And then the Soviet government actually decided they were going to cover up the aliens, because they don't want the people knowing about the aliens right now, because they're too... There's too much going on. The aliens haven't given us the internet yet. Al Gore has to invent the internet still and can take credit for it. So Is your brain the, the, falling the, out of the, your ears? The Soviet government has to cover it up because they don't want to give away that they know about the aliens to the people. And if they do that, then the American people are going to know about it as well. So that's just how it goes. The aliens, man. Oh, man. Yeah, it was a Yeti. That was intense. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's not even it's not even that's the lizard people, it's the greys. The greys are the All most right. ones Doug, you wanna and the the men in black look out for fucking Thor's and on his I want to just thank you for look out for the black eyed children as well cuz they're basically keep going. the kids. I just want to thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah, look out for them as you well. You can find us, you know, anywhere, uh Facebook, Instagram, cool. Twitter. <laughs> um I think Mike just passed out. It's fine. Um check us out on YouTube, anywhere podcasts are streamable. Oh my god. Back. You know, if you want going, uh, to support us, please, uh, we can, uh, not you know, you can find us on our Patreon, support us if you like what we, we do, patreon.com slash DeludiPod, everywhere except for YouTube, it's just don't look up to the internet, yeah, fucking hit us up, show us your boobs, stuff like that, and again, always, always, always stay paranoid. Find a Yeti, rip his peen off, throw it at Mike. If you can find Mike in the real life, just take a Yeti peen, Slap throw it at his face. With the Yeti peen. Blaintree.com slash DooleyPod. Have sex with a lizard person. They'll like it, you'll like it. <laughs> and if you like still it. haven't taken that pear out of your ass from like two episodes it's ago, fermented. please drink do. it now. Yeah, I'm sorry. If we missed you on the last episode, again, take the pear out. Remove it, put it back in. But it's also, not done yet. Go back to our fucking Polybius episode. Listen to it. Tally up how many times Mike said uh or um. I'm in danger. Send it to us, please, because we want this man to drink, and I want him to be so blackout wasted that he's oh he's going to be. He's absolutely going to be. Can you guys leave us like a five star review on Apple Podcasts too? That'd be super cool. I would really that would actually very much help us out. I would love you forever. I'd love your dad forever. Your dad would love me forever. Your your parents get a divorce because your dad's gonna come in with me now, and then you can marry all. We're of gonna us. get a single room apartment together with our golden retriever. Well, guys, thanks for coming out. We're gonna end it here now. <laughs> Mike's going off on this fantasy. I don't fiction. know how many more of these we can handle. Um, we love you guys. Have we do. Good, have a great night. You got anything to say, Mike? Or are you just silent now? Wait, where'd Mike go? He was just here. The aliens did 9-11. You oh, gotta look out God. for them. Thank you so much, <laughs> They're guys. They're in our sewers. They're in our brains. They're in our technology. <laughs> They're whispering sponsorships into your ears. They're gonna put commercials in you. They, they want you to... They want to join their... their